Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. From the den, this is The Howl. We would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics on everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is also a proud member of CLNS Media Network and can be found on clnsmedia.com as well as Podient, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is also produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. Second half of The Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and Rob, it is time to pick up where we left off in our 2K, uh, my league, if you will, the fantasy draft that we started last week at the uh, beginning of the NBA season. Uh, We made three expansion teams. We held our expansion draft and played our way through the first season. Uh, Rob, you are the Honolulu Vulcans. Unfortunately, not that the, not that that's a bad team, but it's not my it's not the Honolulu Doinks. The Doinks, uh, which you said you tried at home and it did not work. I either. did. I was I was super ready to like rub it in your face today that the team worked and that I could use it at home, but it didn't work for me there either. So I went with another team. But uh, Aaron, who was uh, out tonight, is the uh, Flint Tropics, and I am the Virginia Victory. Uh, and I think between the three of us, I had the best season out of the three. Yep. I was believe that, so. Because I think Aaron started off great, but kind of tapered off a bit too. My team struggled. Yeah, Rob. I was struggled very a lot, young. So. I've got a decent team, but I struggled. We should go over the rosters. Yes, I think that's a good idea. So, so basically, well, first, first off, Rob, you have the sixth pick in the draft uh, coming up here. I have the twenty third. Aaron, the twenty fourth. Yep, because we already did the draft lottery last week. Remember, because I dropped a spot. Yeah, you did drop. You so were supposed ridiculous. to be fifth. So ridiculous. In typical Wolves fashion. 
Okay. So my roster, uh, we'll go like starting five and six man. I mean, no, just go through the whole team. Okay. We got time. We're not okay. in a rush. Uh, By the way, this is going to be our – it's a 2K talkers segment. So we're going to be uh, sprucing in some of the uh, our NBA talkers in this uh, segment as well. Yeah, we got a lot of juicy stuff to talk about from Definitely the first week do. in the NBA. Uh, so on the Virginia Victory, my team, they are led by Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, and Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, OG Anunobi, Etwan Moore, Andre Roberson, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, Shay. Uh, Shay. I we will get that. you to figure this out. Uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Jan Mahimi. How can you get Jan Mahimi right, but you can't get Shay right? Harry Giles, Aaron Holiday, Marshawn Brooks, Raul Neto, and Eric Moreland. I've got a lot of free agents uh, this coming year, uh, so I'm going to hopefully upgrade my team at a couple of positions in need. You know, 2K is the one uh, walk of life where you can tell your friend you have Harry Giles, and he's not like, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound like something you want. Uh, but in 2K, he's pretty good. On Aaron's team, he's got... Uh, t- uh, let's see. We'll go do the same route I did. So he is led by Giannis Antetokounmpo, Julius Randle, and Eric Gordon, Tyler Eulis, Tyus Jones, Garrett Temple, Robert Williams, Tyler Kavanaugh, Bismack Biombo, Rob's guy, Shabazz Muhammad, yeah. Kogi, Mitchell Robinson, and Cristiano Felicio with Wade Baldwin rounding it out. Not bad. That's not too shabby. Huh. I think he's got some decent pieces. I was surprised, Rob, that your team didn't do so well this year. Well, I don't know. They're pretty young. Why don't you, why don't you go over your squad? We got uh, Devin Booker, uh, Lowry Markkinen, Mo Bamba, Markel Fultz, which he's probably my downfall, uh, Luke Babbitt, Zan and Musa. We've got uh, Dwayne Bacon, Zaire Smith, Katie Bates Diop, James Young, Tony Bradley, E.K. Anabogu, Isaac Bonga, Thomas Bryant. Th- the Howell favorite Thomas Bryant, mind yes. you. Yes, 2K18. Wait, who's my oldest player? Thomas Bryant was a stud. Uh, it is Luke Babbitt. Luke at Babbitt. 30. Wow, he's 30. Otherwise, every other player on your him. roster is under the age of 23. 23 or younger. Pretty impressive. So, so that's, that's why you do poorly, by the way. If you do go, if you do embrace the youth movement, movement fully, 2K does kind of dock you a little bit, which is understandable. You need some vets in there. Yeah, I mean, I got More a couple guys. One. <laughs> I got a couple guys at, at 30, and, you know, yep. some of the older guys I'm getting rid of, but I got a young team as well, and. Uh, I think uh, it, it's good to, especially in these fantasy drafts, to go with the young players over the guys that might be in their 30s. So uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin's going to take care of the staff signings now. We've talked about this in the past. It's always key to make sure when you're doing staff signings, trainers always one of the, my favorite pieces to grab one of the top ones because yeah. you want to make sure you have that training camp uh, potential. Because you get three if you have a good trainer. So trainer and scout for me are the two most yep. important. So Scout is huge. Uh, so for, for me, I have to find a new assistant GM and a new scout. Uh, so I'm going to go through. And so while first, you're doing that, I, yeah. I trust you. You'll get everyone the best staff they can possibly have. Am I, am I doing you too then? Yep, just do all three of them. Just okay. kind of uh, make sure we all get as, as best as we can. Uh, for the most part. Although I think me and Aaron should probably get a little bit of a priority only because we, we stunk. And your team's already pretty good. Well, Aaron, no, Aaron made the playoffs too. All right, well then I get priority. Okay, you get priority then because your team's horrible. Yeah, Espe- I mean specifically trainer and scout. Who's my coach actually? That's a- so this is really weird. Uh, I don't know if this is just a glitch in the game, but um, it says three offers for head scout, and then it says you can't make another offer. And that's for me. That was that happened for me as well. Interesting. 
We're going to get Aaron the best CFO because he needs it. You can fire my trainer. <laughs> um, while you're doing that, we'll bring up some of the talkers we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to go over uh, quickly. Uh, NBA.com has released uh, their first version of the power rankings. So while you're going through that, we'll take a look at the power rankings. So the Wolves had a little bit of inconsistency this week. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think anyone loved what we did. But at the same time, I don't think you can necessarily be too upset. Uh, you know, two and one. Or sorry, one and two, I should say. Uh, so real quick, the way we set this up, Rob, was to have the computer do all of the, the staff settings. So it's, it's offered a lot of stuff to other people. So we'll just go in and, and, and accept as necessary. That's why I came up with the zero offers. Oh, gotcha. Well, we so can turn that off. We can, but for, the, for these purposes, I'm just going to go through because it's already made the offers to the best guys. Oh, well, as so, long as we got good, good pieces. I mean, those guys aren't very good. That guy's great. He is? As a scout? Oh, I see. Because it doesn't, it doesn't He's have He's an A. The, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, take, that's fine. That makes sense. So, taking a look at uh, some of the, the things. Again, this is NBA.com's power rankings. We're going to kind of go through this just to get a look at uh, some of the teams, kind of see where they're at, uh, kind of some of the favorites. So, surprisingly, you have, uh, I mean, the Raptors are number one. That makes sense. But the Denver Nuggets at number two, uh, that's crazy to me. Now, they're, they're a pretty solid team, no doubt. But what's going to hurt them a lot is Will Barton, if you haven't heard, got uh, pretty seriously injured in uh, yesterday's game. Or, sorry, Saturday's game. So he's going to be out uh, an indefinite amount of time. I specifically know that because he's on my fantasy team, and I'm stuck with him. Because Will Barton's good enough where you can't drop him. And the injury that he got was a groin strain. The problem you run into there is he could be out you know, four weeks. He could be out a month and a half. They just don't know at this point. So... Time will tell on him, and time will tell on if they can keep up that uh, pace that they're playing at so far. Uh, Pelicans at number three. The Warriors at four. The Warriors uh, just got their uh, first loss. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. So kind of an interesting game there. They lost uh, to, man, well, so they had that really close game to, I don't know if you saw this, they had a really close game to the Warriors. Jonas Drebko hit a buzzer-beating uh, shot to win yeah, that, that game. That blew my Twitter feed at KDraves42 up once uh, Yurebko hit that. Pretty ridiculous that they were able to do that. But uh, they did end up, uh, the number two team, the Nuggets, are the team that took out the Warriors recently. So that was kind of interesting there. Rounding up the top ten, you have the Celtics at five. The Bucks 2-0 and at six. Blazers 2-0 and at seven. Utah Jazz 1-1-8. One one By the way, if you're understanding the trend here, almost all the top 10 teams are from the Wolves division, so not exactly ideal. Uh, on top of that, the Indiana Pacers, who uh, is going to be our fourth game, they are 2-1 and one at number 9. And a surpriser for me is 10th uh, is the Clippers. I did not have much expectations for them. I don't think a lot of people did, especially with kind of the pieces that they have let go over last season and in off season this year. I think a lot of people expected the Clippers to be maybe a little bit more in the rebuild mode uh, versus what they're doing. You'll appreciate this. So they say uh, Shea Gildas Alexander has given them great minutes off the bench, but here we go. Boban Marjanovic has been more than just the guy who touches the rim and the floor at the same time. He, (laughs) I will say this. I've seen a bunch of videos pop up on my timeline with him. He's playing unreal basketball right now. And this is the guy that I know and love. I have a Boban Marjanovic Spurs jersey hanging in my closet. I'm not a bandwagoner. We, at the Howl, we've liked Boban since we discovered who he was and followed his Twitter account, Boban Smash. Yep. Uh, you know, Boban is a great player. 
He's been waiting for the right situation, and I think he's he's being allowed to thrive now that uh, DeAndre Jordan is out in LA. So it's 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 fun to watch. I mean, he's really fun cool to stuff. watch. He, if you haven't seen the video they're talking about, by the way, where he basically dunks it. God, he's a massive. It's pretty human impressive. Being. So look that up. You can look it up on Twitter or NBA.com. Uh, moving down the list a little bit, the Minnesota Timberwolves are 18th at one and two. 18th's not too bad actually. No, I think I'll it could that. be worse. And it's not like we're getting blown out in games. We've been, they've been close games. So at least we're being competitive. They do point out a few things here. I'm just going to read the synopsis on the Wolves specifically. In talking about the Wolves, it's difficult not to focus on Carl Anthony Towns on the offensive end of the floor. He ranks fifth on the team in usage rate and took just 16 shots in the first two games. That has been a knock for sure for Wolves fans. On what we're doing currently, Towns definitely could be used much better. They add, but the Wolves are once again scoring efficiently, despite Towns' apparent willingness to take a back seat, and despite their lack of three-point volume, which I will say, I don't know that Towns is willing to take a back seat. He just kind of has to. I don't know if they're like asking him, hey, you want to take a back seat? He's like, yeah, it sounds good to me. I don't think that's what's happening. Uh, they go on. They've allowed 124 points per 100 possessions in Butler's 76 minutes off the court and allowed the Mavs specifically to rack up 22 fast-break points and 24 second-chance points on Saturday with Butler sitting out, out the, the second game of a back-to-back, which, by the way, that's why you play preseason games. Their next back-to-back isn't until games 10-11, but the games between now and then are against teams no worse than the LeBron James Lakers. So, for example, the, the teams we play this week are the Pacers, we play the Bucks, and we play the Raptors. Not exactly a who's who of bad teams. Those are some good, those are good yes, squads. Are. Very yes. good squads. Going down the list, one team I'm kind of interested in that we played recently is the Cavaliers, and they are last, dead last. So there you go. Something to watch for uh, going ahead. So how did the staff signing go? We got everyone the figured out. Staff signing went well. Um, on Aaron's team, everybody except his uh, assistant coach liked to wear tan suits. Uh, tan suits on the sure, floor tropics. Uh, why not? Just how it worked out. But uh, Rob only had a head scout to sign. I acquired a head scout as well as an assistant GM, and Aaron signed a CFO and head scout. So uh, good signings all across the board. Uh, best, basically best available for, uh, for what would sign. So uh, we are going to go through and uh, sim the combine, sim the pre-draft workouts like we usually do, uh, and just head right to the, uh, right to the NBA draft. Yep, I think that's a good way to do it. Again, the nice thing about 2K19 is that the draft classes are obviously much improved from what you saw in the past. So before we start, Rob, uh, with your sixth pick, uh, that's your only first-round pick. Are you looking to maybe acquire another pick in the draft before we start? Yeah, it could be a good idea. Let's take a look at my team. If we could maybe get a, a late first or early second, that wouldn't be a bad bad idea. All right, so taking a look at Rob's team, is there anybody you want to maybe... Try to put on the market for a, for a pick or a pick number that you want to go after. Let's take a look. Uh, what could we get for uh, Luke Babbitt? Luke Babbitt. All right. We got to go into the trade finder for Luke Babbitt. He's a, a decent player. Oh, no. Nope. Uh, his contract's expiring. So. Oh, well, he's going to be gone anyways then. So those are the guys that we can actually trade, correct? Yes. Uh, Booker, Bamba, Musa, Smith, Diop, Young, Bradley, Bonga. Interesting. Uh, let's see what we can get for James Young. I don't think he's a guy that is uh, destined to be with my team for a long period of time. Hmm. I get Doug McBuckets, which isn't bad, actually. Evan, Tur- Ooh, Evan Turner. Yuck. 
I do not want Kelly Olynyk. Oh, that's not bad. It's not for this year, but I get a, a first-round pick uh, in next year's draft, right? And uh, then, yes, uh, and lottery protected. And a second-round pick in next year's draft. That's not bad. Lottery protected, Jazz, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, wait, wait, go back to that. That's in, that's in true. Wait, I do have a second-round pick. Well, yeah, you don't have any other first-round picks, I was saying. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, let's see. Uh, let's keep going. Let's see what else they're offering. I can get Bielitsa. No, thank you. Although I would get another second-round pick, which I don't mind. Well, these aren't terrible. Wait, wait. Actually, I don't mind that. I would do that. But show me the last one. So one of the offers I was given was a second-round pick with uh, Jared Jack. That's not bad. No. Joseph Young. James Young for Joseph Young? <laughs> wow. Two first-round picks? Who is that? The Flint Tropics. That's what Aaron's we- team. Oh, no, no. Aaron wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to screw Aaron over. Even as, much, as fun as it is. Jordan Crawford. So I'm going to take that. You know that I, I like that Jared Jack, the Jared Jack trade. I, you know, Jared Jack's not the greatest player in the world, but as, a, as like a third point guard, it's not bad. And I get a second-round pick in this draft. I'll take that. All right. I think that's solid. Let's do that. And I think that's good. I don't think I need to move anyone else necessarily. Okay. Now, I'm going to – oh, shoot. Before we go. I clicked a little bit too quickly there. I'm going to see what if there's anything I can maybe get here. Why? We should probably take a look at um, Aaron's team as well. Take a look and see uh, if he's able to do anything necessarily with some of his players. He's probably got a few guys uh, that it would be worth at least examining getting rid of. I'm having trouble switching over to the uh, the other teams here. It's stuck on the Vulcans. Maybe because I'm the the next person to go. That's got to be what it is. So that would make the most sense. Well, it's not a big deal. Well, I was trying to get, trying to trade into the top five potentially. Well, too bad. To get ahead of you. You don't get to do that now. I know. I, I, me and my stupid button. Pressing. He got too excited. Too excited. This is such a good draft. Uh, such a great draft class here. Uh, it's it's interesting. By the way, while we're while we're simming up to that, I'm going to go over. Uh, we talked about the the Will Barton injury. He's diagnosed with the right hip and a core strain. So that's something to watch going forward um, from Twitter. Denver swingman Will Barton went, underwent an MRI to reveal the strained groin. League sources tell Yahoo Sports his recovery timetable is still being determined. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there, especially with you watch Jamal Murray yesterday. Now, again, they're not the same player. They're not even necessarily playing the same positions, but you're going to need him to really step up. And yesterday's 0 of 9 from the field. My fantasy team definitely felt that one. So, Hopefully uh, something can change in regards to what he's able to bring to the table going forward while Will Barton is going to be out for, it sounds like, a number of weeks. Looks like it's coming up to my pick. The Honolulu Vulcans. Honolulu Vulcans. All right. So so best player available right now is, uh, well, is er, fourth in the draft express rankings is Daniel Snow, a uh, 6'2 point guard. Who's Out the guy of that they, Arizona. So who's the guy that showed up at the at the beginning? Uh, there was a guy that was his overall was a B. Steve Bowden. Oh, it's a B Bowden. minus. B minus. Well, that's not too great. Otherwise, How the highest ranked a, player looks like Lowell Turner, a uh, Kansas State product uh, point guard, shooting guard combo. Little old. Why don't you go? Uh, so keep these guys right here, and let's slide over to potential. Take a look and see. Um, Let's see, uh, B, B plus. Why don't you go um, see who has the top potential? Maurice uh, Scott. Go all the way to the left. 
Oh, that's the guy I wanted. That's perfect. That's See, the guy. Small forward shooting six, guard from eight, Cincinnati. A six eight small forward. That's who you want? Yeah, and he's a sharpshooter. I am in. That's right. my guy. Maurice Scott. 224 out of Cincinnati. I like it. So now we should be able to um, hopefully switch up the teams here. All right, so Kevin is up now. He is uh, sitting here at pick 23. Well, hopefully uh, he's able to get some good options as far as uh, prospects are concerned. Uh, going over to uh, the – we'll go over to the uh, the victories draft room. What, uh, what are the, What's the GM thinking? Well, we got to take a look at team needs here and what contracts are expiring. Uh, so I'm losing a shooting guard and a power forward. Uh, Two of your older players, though, which, is, which makes it a little easier to swallow. One point guard as well, a small forward, a center. So that's actually the better way. Okay, so well, hopefully you can. Hopefully, uh, Harry Giles and OG Ananobi, you can hold on to. I would. And those are two I'm going to try to resign. But Marsha, so basically, I'm going to lose a shooting guard, a power forward, a point guard, and a small forward. So wings would be nice. So yeah, so basically a whole third team. So what I want to look at is is first off, I think what what I can get for this pick. Um, if there's something, if there's a player that I feel I can have as a as a bench role player. Uh, you know, kind of thing that would benefit my team. I'd rather do that than through the draft. Yeah, and they're really trying. Uh, they're really trying to get rid of Dougie McBuckets. They are Tony Snell, uh, John Henson. Not great. Was that Derek Williams? That like, was. Ah, that's funny. D'Anthony uh, Melton's not bad. James Young. Uh, that's Jordan funny. Mickey. So not Joseph a lot. Young. There's not much out there that you're getting offered. No, these are pretty crappy trades. They really are. I'm not. It's a late first, though, so I'm definitely not giving you Kata Bates D up. The only one I'm really kind of okay with is John Henson. Actually, that's not true. I would trade you Kata Bates D up for that pick. I like John Henson. I like the John Henson pick, uh, but we're going to see what prospects are available here. Uh, so Daniel Snow, who's rated as the fourth prospect, yeah, he was available when I was picking, has and- fallen all the way to me. He has questionable basketball IQ and court awareness when on defense. Interesting. He has passed his, fit, his physical, though. He's capable of There's making <laughs> long-range shots in traffic. Good playmaker. You know what? I mean, if he's, if he's to go four and he's fallen here, I can only wonder why. Well, what's but his potential? Him- what's his potential? I think that's pretty important. Question, Question mark? mark. I haven't scouted him enough. Oh. Well, and on, on top of that, do you see his his overall grade is a C minus, or sorry, C plus? That's not good, man. Like, what? Just do this for me. What's the top overall player currently? Like by overall ranking, seventy two. How old is he? Uh, this guy is twenty two. What's his uh, potential? That's B. a B. Man, that's a pretty good player, man. Or Fred Mayo. That's a sweet name, by the way. That is a sweet OJ's name. OJ's brother. Who needs a B-plus potential? I could go Dang. with Floyd Douglas. All right. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I will give you Kata Bates-Diop no. for that pick. But hear me out. Hear me out. And that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Okay. I need some Fred Mayo, man. So the best player available. It's Fred Mayo, for my money. Is Dale Hammonds. Who's got a question mark on potential? I'm trading for that. I'm trading for Aaron's pick when he drafts next, by the way, because I'm taking I'm taking Fred Mayo. <laughs> Take that guy. Dexter Richardson. 
There's some interesting players. I available. do like this guy, Magnus Enquist. Oh, I've I've got I've drafted an Enquist before in this. Patrick game. Patterson is his ceiling. Ugh, his floor is Adrian Payne. Gross. Not the best shooter from the perimeter. Poor offensive anticipation. Yo, I gotta make I gotta make a pick here. Take Daniel Snow. That's the guy you liked. I do like this Floyd Douglas as well, though. Come on, we're going to start playing the... I mean, go right ahead and take him. He's so I'm going to go with Floyd Douglas. He's an A in potential. He's a 65 overall, and he was projected 11th in the draft. 65 overall. Oh, but he's old. Gosh, I don't know. I do. All right, I'm going to stick with my gun, Daniel Snow. All right, and now I am definitely going to look to trade with uh, Aaron. Love this pick right here for the victory. You can easily see Snow being a solid contributor for the next decade minimum. Let's go to Aaron, go to Aaron's roster quick. I gotta that see something here. That makes me feel good about my because pick. I, I might. I think uh, Katie Bates' Dion for this pick is actually a pretty solid trade. It's not a bad trade by any means. I would probably make it because I have other players that uh, that fit that need. So I'm interested to see if that would be a trade uh, that's possible. Tony Bradley in a second round pick. So let's do this. Let's pause the recording. We'll call Aaron and yeah. ask him what he thinks. All right. Well, are, are there are you good he with can that? Just, he can just off. We can just, I mean, he's not here. He chose not to be here. Well, he's got other commitments that are I know, important. I know. Yes, yes, yes. So let's, let's call him and see if he's okay with it. So we're going to do some, uh, some, some background dealings here. Let's, uh, you know what we should do? Uh, let's just keep recording. We don't need to pause anything. I think we can, we can, we can keep this going uh, and have the negotiations live on air. I think this is good. Should I put it on speaker? Of course, of course. See if, hopefully he answers. Otherwise, you might have to edit this part out. Hey, Aaron, it's Kevin from The Howl. Uh, we are currently on air doing our NBA 2K and it's the draft of the Flint Tropics. Uh, you were given the 24th pick based off of your 47 and 35 record from last week. And Rob Hess has a proposal that he would like to go over with you for said 24th pick. Uh, we just wanted to uh, to run that by you and see if you wanted to accept it. What is it? Kata Bates. Uh, so Rob Hess is offering you Kata Bates Diop for the 24th overall pick in the draft. Aaron says no emphatically. He's playing hardball. Well, so the trade that uh, 2K came up with was Tony Bradley and a second-round pick for your pick. Are you okay with that? No. Okay. All right. There, there. You got to get a lot more than that. A lot more than that. All right. You heard Tony it here Bradley's first. better than any of the players available in so, the draft. That's Aaron, fine. Aaron, thank you for your time. Uh, we will go ahead and uh, uh, pick the, the player that best fits your current need for your squad, okay? Can I, can I hang up the phone like Pat Riley? You can hang up the phone like yeah, Pat Riley. Yeah, I like Riley. that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out. And, and he's, he's out. out. Wow. I like that. All right, so, so it's not happening. That's okay. He's picking it. He's, he's keeping his pick. Okay, I so can we're respect gonna, that. So we're going to go. I think he takes – so take a look at his team needs, but ultimately I do think – uh, I, Holy think Fred cow. Ma- I think Fred Mayo is a pretty, uh, so Aaron, Aaron's losing a lot of guys. Um, now who he resigns, we'll get into, but 
I mean, Baldwin, Kavanaugh, Biombo, Muhammad, Temple, Ulysses, Jones, and Julius Randle. All... all right. So here's the deal. I think we. So I was going to take Fred Mayo. So we know that's a guy that that is going to be solid. I think. I think we take Fred Mayo for him because he's losing every one of his point guards potentially. Actually, yeah, all three of his point guards. Potentially. So let's take Fred Mayo. I think that's a solid pick. Uh, a pretty good young player. Really good potential. I think that's the guy. I'm down with that. Fred Mayo for OG, Aaron yep, OJ's brother. All Perfect. right. Boom. Congrats, Aaron. Fred Mayo, Let's it see what they is. Say. A five-star All-American recruit coming out of high school. He overcame the injuries that delayed the start of his freshman season. Fully recovered and showing growth every game. He is ready to go. So he's a grower, not a shower. So, <laughs> so none of us have a remaining first-round pick. So we go to Rob in the Honolulu Vulcans with the 37th overall pick. Excellent. And I have the 40th pick, so that's not bad. Taking a look at who is available. So go over to um, potential. Go over to overall first. Overall. Actually, actually, that's a good idea. Go to potential first. Let's see who has. Let's see who has the top potential. So it is Simon Powell from Monmouth. He is. How old is this dude? He's twenty-one years old. Yeah. His ceiling is Jamal Crawford. Ugh. His floor is Joe Harris. Eh, that's not terrible. I mean, that means he's going to be a good, pretty good role player, probably. He passed his physical, below average defender. He won't be someone that you can count on to strip the ball on defense. A, a below average grasp of the defensive game. This guy's bad on defense. He would fit the Wolves really well. Uh, scroll up to his uh, strengths. The guy's got to have some strengths, right? He Looks has the like potential he has to be the something. To be something. How old? Oh, he's twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. Um, hmm. That's interesting. I already took um, a, a big small forward, so taking a shooting guard does make a lot of sense. I do have another pick coming up pretty soon. Uh, go to um, the top overall. Let's just see who if there's anyone that's higher than him. There's Dion Levingston. Dion Levingston. And Franklin Levingston. Are they brothers? They, they might they be. They do not look related. They don't. One went uh, to UCLA, to, one went to Utah. Go to uh, Franklin. How tall is he? Franklin is 6'8". He's a small forward, power forward. Hmm. Let's let's take let's take a look at his potential. Question mark. Question mark for Dang. both of them. Interesting. Let's do one other thing. Go to three point and see who the top three point shooter is. Scott Pope. First of all, that is a bomb name. I am a he's fan. He's twenty three from UConn. Oh, he's a little old. He's a shooting guard, six foot two. Nope, we're gonna pass on him. Let's How go about to the Irvin Patrick. He is the second highest. He's a 6'7 power forward from Seattle. Hmm, interesting. Well, you know what? We're going to go with the first guy we looked at, the guy that had the top potential. I think that's a good option. So he's a, a, a wing, which is pretty good. He's actually the only guy that I've scouted enough to show the potential. Simon Powell. Yep, Simon Powell. Welcome to the Vulcans. 6'4". I, I wouldn't mind if he was a little taller, but that's not bad. Let's see what they say. One of the skills they test for at the Combine is a player's ability to hit the NBA distance three. Simon Powell's bested every single player there by hitting the most NBA threes. His limitless range should make him an instant fan favorite for the Vulcans. So why was he not the top three-point guy then? <laughs> Maybe he struggled a bit in college. I don't know. Oh, that was the end of the first round. Oh, so I had, an, I had two first rounds? Well, that doesn't make any sense. 38 picks? I feel like Adam Silver might have just like had a senior moment or something. <laughs> So I'm coming up on the 40th pick. So it's uh, 
Yeah, here it is coming up. Me. Johnny Jefferson just went. That's a pretty good name. 2K is very good at coming up with some pretty funny names. They are great names. I will give them credit there. I can still take the Levingston brothers. You can. One of them Let's is go to available. age. Let's check out age. Let's see. Is there anyone? Ah, 20 is the youngest. That guy's a, actually, that guy's a, uh, a C-plus overall. What's his potential? Question mark. Georgia Tech, he's a 5'10 point oh, guard. Oh, nope. This switched. Oh. It switched over for some reason. Uh, okay, so we're going to go there. So taking a look, yeah. So if you went by age again, or overall, yeah. So go over to Evan, Irvin Wood's potential. Why does he keep doing that? Weird. We have we have Kevin Mann in the controls here, and it is not going well. He's having a... Harvey Bradley. Irvin, Irvin Woods is the guy, so that's fine. So just scroll oh, over. Oh, right there. Okay, there we go. Question mark. I, I knew it was going to be a question mark. I don't even know He's why. He's a 6'8 power forward from Missouri. Does he have anything else that I can see? Like, are, I mean, other than his overall um, jump shot from the three-point... Uh, question mark. Below average blocking shots. What is this We'll guy? need help in the defensive low post. I mean, he's only 20, which is nice. Go Scroll up a little bit. We did... Um, let's see. Very skilled shooter from mid-range. Knows how to distribute the ball. Nah, you know what? We'll go with him. I think he could be good. Let's take a chance. Irvin, Irvin Woods. Woods. Irvin Magic Woods. That's fair. I, I don't mind that. The Magic have back-to-back picks. Let's see if they take the Levingston brothers. No. Tony Gatson and one of the Levingston brothers. So you guys have – what picks do you guys – are? do you guys have picks? Why don't you simulate just to the next uh, – to the next one? They're, both Levinson's brothers have gone off the board now. All right, so the victory are 56. Oh, 56. All right, here we go. What do we got? Best player hey, available. Hey, Scott Pope's still available. That's that shooting, the, sh- the really good shooter. Yeah. Uh, Wade Torres, a point guard. Who did I take in the first? You took that. Um, Draft summary. That's, uh, this was it the 65 overall did I guy? Take, I took a point guard. He's a 70. I'll take that. Okay, so I don't need a point guard. I need... Okay, let's see. So not a lot of... I mean, you're, you're at the end of the second round. Uh, is, is good. Uh, that guy's a B for potential. That's not bad. Seth Bledsoe, he's uh, Eric, Eric's cousin. Eric's cousin from uh, Alabama. Let's see. He could be decent. You never know. Let's see if there's any Minnesota boys in the draft. While Kevin is looking there that is. over, um, we're going to jump to a Q&A that's on NBA.com that got released recently. Former Heat star Chris Bosh finds a new challenge as an eSports exec. So, obviously, uh, we're pretty big into eSports now as we do have our uh, NBA 2K League show. So, kind of an interesting deal with Chris Bosh. Obviously, he you know left the NBA in some unfortunate circumstances uh, for medical reasons, which was pretty unfortunate. But uh, now he's able to, you know, do some stuff off the court. He's diving into the esports arena. He is uh, taking the role of player management advisor with Gen G, cultivating a player development program for the global esports and entertainment outfit. So definitely take a look if you got some time. This is an interesting Q and A, just to see what a former player is able to do after the game. So it's kind of interesting. What, uh, what, which way are you leaning, Kev? Gosh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Cam Bremer. I think I it's a, so he's a center. Uh, he is six ten, but a seven so, seven six wingspan. 
uh, and he's 22 years old from Albany State. Taking a flyer on this guy. Not really sure what I'm going to get out of him. No, I think for Aaron's pick, one thing we should look at is who's the tallest player in the draft. Did your guy that did your guy have the biggest wingspan in the draft? He was one of them. We should see who the tallest player is because one of the guys that Aaron is losing is a center. So I'm kind of interested to see who the tallest is. A seven-two. That wouldn't be great. That Walt Olson though. I was just gonna say I like him. Boxes out well, finds a way to pull out difficult rebounds. Overall, he is not a very good player right now. All right, maybe <laughs> we skip him. Go to let's. Uh, about what about overall? Sagana and Yema. Very determined rebounder. Nah, I, it's not good. I mean, okay, this is the end of the second round, so he's not getting. He's not exactly going to get a gem. Seth Bledsoe. Who's the youngest? You know, the the nice thing about that Walt that Walt Olson is he's super young. Yeah, he's twenty one. He's one of the youngest left in the draft. Let's Jeffrey, go. look at Jeffrey Flanders. What a great name. No significant strengths. Has no business taking a mid range. You shot know what ever. though? That's the guy I want to take for him. Because that fits what we do in the past. That's the building a superstar. He's 20 years old. He's a wing, and he's six foot nine with a six eleven wing. That's the guy. That's All who right. we're taking. I think we take him. Jeff Flanders, welcome to the tropics. So that should do it. I don't think uh, that's yep, it. We don't have any it. other picks. So we'll jump into uh, rookie signing and, and take a look. Top overall player, by the way, was Alexander Red. He's an 83 80, overall. 83 overall. That's not too shabby. Wow. The Miami Heat got a steal. Uh, Alex Hollins, a 75 overall, is the second best available. So some decent players in this draft. I think we got, I think we got, a pretty good, we got some pretty good squads. All right. So Aaron, we're signing both for him. Yep, definitely. Uh, I'm you- going to decline Cam Bremer. Yeah, I'm going to sign oh. Daniel Snow, though. All right. And Rob, you want to sign all three? Oh, yeah. We're bringing them all in. They're not making much money, so I'm fine with it. Player options. Yep. Well, I don't need Dwayne Bacon. I mean, I like bacon, the food, but I don't EK, need him. EK, Markel, and Lowry are good, though. Yep, so Lowry, Markkinen, Markel, Fultz, and E. Canaboga, we pick up their options. Make sure we keep them. Uh, Bismack Biombo accepted his player option. Julius Randle! Declined no. his player option. Wow. You jerk. Wow. I definitely got to re-sign him. Uh, and I'm going to accept OG and Harry Giles. Michael Kidd Gilchrist accepted his player option. I'm going to look to trade him in free agency, though. Uh, and then Raul Neto, decl- I'm declining his team option. Yeah, MKG makes a lot of money. Yeah, way too much for what I need him. What I need. Anything happening on the Aaron front? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, we already talked about that. Julius Randle declined his option. No, that's my team. I thought that was Aaron. I thought I had Julius Randle. No, ah, Aaron's no got worries. him. Oh, I have him in fantasy. Uh, so in pending options, Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant declined. Uh, Chris Middleton, Dwight Howard, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, so nothing. So let's take a look. Um, let's move on to uh, free agency now. So starting off with, uh, does anyone have any qualifying? Uh, yeah, I want to keep Thomas Bryant. We'll give him the qualifying. And Aaron offer. for Tyus, yep. Yep, definitely, definitely. And you don't have any, so that works. I don't. Nice and easy. All right, so moratorium, here we come. So for the moratorium, you have three days, three offers. This is basically the early free agency for those that don't know. Uh, so we're going to start with the worst team in the league. 
out of the three of us, which was Rob. And it was not he, close. <laughs> he's going to get three options to make or three offers to make. So taking a look at who's available, oh man, do I want to go after Rob, the snake? Rob has $29 million in cap room. That's, uh, not, that's actually not that much money. That's not. All right. Hand me over the dealio. Hand me over the controller. I'm going to have to take a look here and see what we can do as far as uh, maybe getting rid of some cap space. That's a lot. Like, that's not a lot of cap space. I'm a little surprised. Who? Someone's making too much money here. we got to figure out who that someone is. Man, Fultz is making quite a bit for being not great. Interesting. I don't. There's not a lot of players on my team that are making a ton of money. I think the issue is I, I'm going to have to look to re-sign some of these players down the road. So I'm only going to be able to grab one big-name free agent, I would say. So Kristaps could be a pretty good option. Just 23, 89 overall, but he's a yep. restricted free agent. That's the tough part there. I, and they're going to match. I would have to assume that they pretty much match any deal I could, I could offer. Kevin Durant makes me good right away, but he's obviously a little older. You know, He's already 30 years old. A lot of the big-name guys that we're looking at are restricted, which is the tough part. Although Julius Randle will be a guy I could go after. Aaron's, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's player, since he is um, an unrestricted free agent, he could be a pretty good option for me. Although I already have a power forward. Looking at our young pieces, man, I, I'm, I'm pretty well set other than small forward. So I think the best option is probably going to be going after Kevin Durant. Offering him a... Uh, wow, we can't even I can't even afford Kevin Durant. That's how much money that guy expects that's, to make. That's bad. Well, I'm going to offer him the deal anyways. Four years, just under $130 million. I mean, it's worth an off. You know, maybe we'll give him a player option for a year. There you go. Like that. Maybe give him a no-trade clause. That's a. That's all we can do. Slippery slope. That's all we can do. He declined it. He, he didn't even consider it. He not want to play in Hawaii. What a snake. We don't want a snake. In, we don't want a snake anyways. Screw him. We, did, we don't need you. We don't need you. Well... Kristaps could be an interesting player just to try to offer. I mean, he's making a lot less money, and maybe we can hope that the Knicks don't offer it. We're going to try the same deal, player option. I can't, I can't give He's not in the league long enough, I guess. So I can't give him a no-trade no clause. So we did offer to Kristaps. I don't necessarily need a power forward, but just in terms of value, he's so good. Jimmy Butler, we could. Uh, speaking of snakes, we could grab <laughs> another snake. Uh, why not? Let's see if we can maybe pick him up. Man, he's making a ton of money. $131 million over four years. Again, we'll give him a no-trade clause. We are going to give him a player yeah, option. Sure. I think that's my three because they count. Yep, they it says you have zero offers left. Yep. All right, so that's my offers. Moving on to Aaron's squad. Well, now if we go by draft picks, I'm, I, was, I had a draft pick before you Aaron. You were better. You were better. Or you were worse, I should so, say. So on to Kevin, we go. What are you thinking? So first uh, things first. Players you're first things at? first. I need to go in here and trade MKG. I need to just get rid of his thirteen million dollar contract. So yeah, it's so much money. Try to pick up a draft pick. There, Charlotte Hornets offering a first and a second and That's a not second. Bad. That might be. That might be the best I have available to me. Yeah, no one else is really offering much. I'm going to yeah. do that. That's your best option. So that's going to save me 13 mil in cap space, and MKG gets to go home. So that leaves me with negative 7.76 million in cap space, but I have 19.82 in cap hold. So I need to make uh, make another move here, it sounds like. 
but who can I get rid of? Andre Roberson is costing me ten million. Etwan Moore is costing me eight. Jan Mahimi though is costing me fifteen. So there's some guys in here that I just I need to get rid of. Looks like I'm only going to get some. Oh, right there. The Lakers will give you a first for Jan. Top five protected. Otherwise, I'm I'm getting offered two seconds from a lot of teams. Yeah, so that's the best deal. Peace out, Jan Mahimi. I'm also going to get rid of Andre Roberson. Save myself another $10 million there. Uh, top three protected. I have to give up a second to get the Knicks first round pick. That's worth it. Probably. I'll just go through the rest of the picks here. Not quick. a lot of great offers aside from that. Oh, just a first. That's not bad. The Suns. There go. Don't have to give game. anything else up in addition. Boom, boom. So now that gives me... That's the ma- the most cap space that you could get, which still puts you at negative $8 million. But I have 46 million cap hold. Well, you should go and uh, ref- get rid of some of those cap holds. I know. I have to, uh, we have to basically go through the day of the yep. moratorium to so do go, so. So then we should, go to, um, we should go to Aaron's team and take a look. Because um, you don't have anyone else that you really should get. Well, each one more each is not one bad. More. If you could move each one more, that wouldn't be bad. But you get, you got to take in no salary. Bam. There. You first two, and a second. First and a second. I don't know why any team would do that, but it's fine. So now I'm minus eight eight point zero six million. Actually, but yeah, you have you have 50, less cap space now. Fifty four million cap hold that I'm going to renounce. That'll get me that cap room. Yep, that'll help. So Aaron, Aaron's team. Now what we'll do is we'll kind of uh, go over his roster. So remember, he has a lot of needs. Um, a few players we we do need to get him to resign. So now Tyus Jones was a we had an offer for him, right? Qualifying offer. So he he's an RFA. Yep. So we should maybe wait and see what he gets offered. I guess. Why not go best player available? Let's see if he can sign Durant. Well, he's oh, got, no. Jeez, he's got negative 19 but he's also, million. But he's also got a lot of cap hold as well. He does, but let's go to his team. Is there anyone we can trade? He's got to have someone that just makes too much money. Despite the fact that he uh, pulled Bismack, Pat Riley. Bismack nice. Biombo, 17 mil. Yeah, he's making a Eric lot of Gordon, money. Eric Gordon, 14. Felicio, yep. 8. Yep, let's get rid of Bismack. No one needs Bismack's money on their books. For draft picks... Two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. Yeah, two seconds is the is two the deal. seconds. Wait, go back real quick. What was that? Uh, ooh, Henry Allenson. That's not bad. I actually don't hate that for Aaron. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get him Henry Allenson. Should we accept the trade exception? So, Rob, it comes up a legal trade. A trade exception is available to make up the difference. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Okay, there we go. So we have gotten rid of uh, Bismack Biombo. So that leaves Aaron with minus 18.59 million. So we're going to have to just sim a day, I think, and go from there so that Aaron and I can shore up our cap holds. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Okay. All right, so Rob, uh, Thomas Bryant. So nobody agreed. Dwayne Bacon, Luke Babbitt. You want to renounce their rights? Uh, yeah, renounce the rights. Um, yeah, you know what? Even Thomas. Well, how old is Thomas Bryant? Isn't he 20? 21. We'll keep Thomas Bryant. Okay. But, we'll but Dwayne Bacon and guys. Luke yeah. Babbitt? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for Aaron, renounce rights for Julius Randle. Aaron, um, no, Aaron wants to try to keep him, I would think. Cap hold. 
Cap hold on Tyus. What about Tyler Eulis at nine point nine million? He just drafted. I think we. I think he cut ties. Get, cut ties from Tyler. Cut ties from Shabazz. Kavanaugh cut ties with him. Garrett Temple. They were already going to cut ties. Wade Baldwin. One point five four million. Wade Baldwin's a decent third point guard, so I think that's fine. If and you the Bismack keep... trade exception. Yep. Okay, and then me. All right, Marshawn Brooks renounce. Neto renounce. Renounce. Jan Mahimi renounce. So some interesting uh, moves that are definitely need to be made, and this is this gives you a good look into what it's like uh, in an actual NBA front office. You have so many little decisions that affect the kind of flexibility that your team has, which is pretty cool. So Jimmy Butler signed with the Charlotte Hornets, Rob. Of course he did. He's a snake. Chris stops to the Golden State Warriors. That's funny. I mean, it's not the... But Memphis decided to match the offer. So that's not too shocking. I had to make it. So it goes back to me for day two. uh, We're day two of the moratorium. So far, I've had uh, not much luck as far as uh, bringing a player on. Definitely a uh, small forward would be ideal, but it's, man, it's not, a, it's, to say it's slim pickings would be uh, an understatement. Justice Winslow, that wouldn't be too bad, but not a lot of great options. Going by age, Franklin Levingston, he's a the rookie. He's in there. Oh. Uh, Jared Jones Jr. would be another decent option. Justice Winslow might be my best option in terms of guys I can, that are at least relatively young and are still decently high overall. So I'm going to go after um, – we're going to go after Justice Winslow if we can. Man, he's offered, he wants a lot of money. But that's all right. We need him. I think he'd be a pretty good addition to the team. If I can maybe add someone else as well. Thomas Bryant. Someone actually made an offer to him. Wow. Someone's, someone's trying to steal him. We will not allow that. We're going to offer him a four-year deal at a pretty good price. And then uh, I think lastly we're going to go after uh, – I think Levingston's a guy that I wouldn't mind having on a – on a, on a cheaper deal as just nice depth guy. So there's my three offers for day two of the moratorium. And we're going to basically just sim to the third day uh, because Aaron and I can't sign anybody until the rights get, get renounced officially. Well, hopefully some of these guys actually decide to sign with me. All right, here we go. Yeah, because uh, Aaron is still 19 in cap space with 60 in holds, and I'm eight negative eight in cap space with 54 in holds. So... Uh, day two of the moratorium. I have renounced everybody's rights. Rob, you can sign all three. Justice, well, yeah, uh, I think it's, you know, that's probably the best use of my money, honestly. Sign those three guys. I think that's pretty good. I mean, I, there's no, I don't think there's necessarily an ideal scenario for me, unfortunately. But right. once I sign those three, then we'll go to day three and I'll take a look and see what I can do. Because you and Aaron both have to wait, correct? Yes. All right. All right, so day three, let me take a look. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to have many options left, but... I don't have a ton of cap space left either. I spent a decent amount there, but that's all right. Uh, let's take a look at my actual um, my actual roster. So we've got Devin Booker. We've already got a small forward now with Justice Winslow. We've got uh, pretty good point guards. We do have that um, Maurice Scott that I drafted. 75 overall, 21 years of age. So that's not bad. That gives us a pretty solid player. I still have Zahn and Musa. I'm kind of, I don't love the Justice Winslow signing as much now looking at my roster. <laughs> I've already got uh, some pretty decent uh, depth, at least at, at small forward. 
I thought I needed someone maybe a little better to start, but then you're not getting those young guys minutes, which is a little unfortunate. Man, I, I like my team, though. For the most part, it's pretty good. It's just very, very unproven and very young. Let's see. Going to, uh, so we're on day three of the moratorium. Hmm. I might actually just end up declining that offer to to some of these players. <laughs> hey, Justice. Look, I know we offered you yeah. almost $13 million a season or over $13 million a season. We've, uh, we've changed our mind. On second thought, nah. Tony Thanks Bradley again. is the guy that I had. I could always try to bring him back. Uh, he's a decent player. Looking at uh, some of the younger players that are out here, I want you know we I could take a look at some of the guys that have a, a high potential and see if anyone is young. I think it's funny Dwayne Wade's an A plus for potential. Like there's no potential there. He just is what he is. It's literally his last season. R.J. Jameson, he's got some high potential. Could be an interesting player to pick up as a two way guy. That's an interesting name. You know what? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna see if I can get this guy in a two way contract. Interesting. Well, we'll see. So jumping to, I am, I'm actually going to, can we see, I can't decline. I can't decline it anymore. Like it just is really. So I do have to take justice Winslow. That's all right. I mean, he's not a bad player. Are you going to decline Thomas Bryant? Oh, you already got him. Never mind. I, yep, I have to decline his player option or his, um, his option to make sure I still get him on the, the contract I offered him. So this is, yeah, so this is the, so here's my question to you. So it says uh, cap hold not available. Do I need, because this is what happens to me in the past sometimes is I've, I've done this incorrectly and then I lose the player. You're signing them for 29.76 million. Yep. So what is this? That's the, that's the qualifying offer you made to them. So I can turn that down, right? Yeah, that's why it says NA. Because right. you're already Perfect. signing them. I'm just making sure. Then we should be good. Uh, what? Oh, the guy I tried to get on a two-way deal was like, nope, not happening. So that was unfortunate. All right, first day of free agency. So first day of free agency is here. I do have $14 million in cap space still. That's not too shabby. Can you go over to my team and Aaron's team just to make sure? Yep, they're all updated. Okay, perfect. Yep, so you've got all that cap space, which is good. But see, Rob, you have 16 players. So you're good. No, no, I'm, I, I need more players. Okay, well, Aaron and I need to go make our offers. Taking a look at uh, some of the guys that I just signed. I've got center. Ah, man, I could use some center depth, though. I've got Mobamba. I did just have that power forward that we picked up, which was nice. It could be tough to keep all these players. There's got to be a guy. Yeah, See, you, have the problem six, is, you have 16. The problem is uh, Jared Jack is the guy that throws me off. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trade Jared Jack, and then you guys can uh, go at it. I think my, my team's pretty young. I think I've got some pretty good players. So as soon as I trade Jared Jack, then we can jump into the other teams, take a look and see what you guys can get uh, as far as free agency is concerned. How about that? Bam. Memphis Grizzlies give me a pick. Let's make it simple. Boom, boom. And now it moves on to you guys. Okay. I need So, so while you're doing that, I'm going to go over a, a few things we can kind of discuss. Uh, what were your thoughts, Kevin, on the, uh, the Lakers-Rockets skirmish? So initially, my, my first thought was, well, there's no way that uh, anybody spit on Chris Paul. That's just not possible. But then you watch that slow-mo video, and you see that it actually did happen. Well, no. Which, maybe you saw the wrong, the different slow-mo than I did. Because I saw the one where he clearly spits away from Chris Paul. 
Like, I don't see any way that the spit hits Chris Paul. This is the, uh, uh, I can't remember who said on Twitter, but this is uh, uh, the Keith Hernandez magic spit. Do you know what that's from? I don't. Are you, you're not a Seinfeld guy? No. So in Seinfeld, there's, a, there's an episode where uh, Kramer and Newman have a scenario, this like, this, they have an encounter with Keith Hernandez of the Mets, and they tell the story about how he screwed up, and as they're walking by, they said, like, nice job, pretty boy. And then Keith Hernandez, they claim, turns, spits, it, ri- it hits, New- or it hits um, Kramer, bounces off him, and then magically turns, somehow hits Newman. In like, and, it's like this, and so Jerry breaks it all down. I actually tweeted this out earlier um, at the Sportsman if you want to see it. It's pretty funny. Okay. But it's the same kind of deal because when you watch the close-up, when they really zoom in, he, if any, it looks like, if anything, he's spitting towards LeBron. But he's definitely not spitting on and, and it would make sense, by the way, that the, not only the team, but Rondo came out and said, I did not do this. And they said they examined the footage. They said there's, no, there's nothing in the video evidence showing that he spit on him. And I would agree. When you zoom in, he's not facing him. And if some of it did get on him, there's no way it gets on right in his face like he made it seem. And so to me, what I see is Chris Paul doing what Chris Paul does best, and that's flopping. So not only does he flop in game, now he's flopping on spits. So kind of ridiculous if you ask me. You're definitely getting some suspensions uh, going over the suspensions, actually. Brandon Ingram, which, by the way, that's what started the whole thing. Brandon Ingram just, like, freaks out. He shoves James yeah. Harden for no reason. Then he gets in a ref's face, and then they get him away. And then when the skirmish comes, he runs in and just throws a punch. So Rondo's, I, Rondo's punch on Chris Paul, though, caught him clean. And I so, was a fan of that. It was very. I'm not a fan of Chris Paul. Not that I love Rajon Rondo, but anyone that takes a shot at Chris Paul, I'm probably okay with that. Brandon Ingram is just a fool here. Brandon Ingram, he's uh, suspended four games without pay. What I don't get is Rajon Rondo shouldn't be suspended three games with Chris Paul being suspended two. Chris Paul started it. Chris Paul started it. That's so so ridiculous. It, this doesn't happen if Chris Paul doesn't fake getting spit on. Because he didn't get spit on. That's that's just BS. All right, Rob. So I've made my offers to my players. We got to make Aaron his offers with his eight guys. He needs five guys. He's got forty six million to do so. So we've got we've got some work to do. Is there uh, anybody that you have seen that maybe piques your interest for Aaron's team? Let's see. Taking a look at some of these players. Miles Turner could be interesting now that he's unrestricted. Oh, uh, Julius Randle. He'd like to get Julius Randle yeah, back. Yeah, let's sure. sign him back. So that's – Oh, sorry. Got to go to Aaron. There we go. Yep, so Julius Randle I think is probably – give him the uh, – well, I don't – you probably wouldn't want to give him the five years. You can't give him five years. Four oh, because he declined. Yep. Let's pay so him four 60 – years, 70 million? Let's pay him 69 million. That's fair. I'll, I'll do that. Good? Four years? Good? Yeah, and I don't think we need to try to give him anything else. I think that's fair. He just wanted more money. Now, didn't he need a center as well? I believe he does, yes. I don't know, but he's making as much as he... So, he's making almost 20. So, you wouldn't be able to sign Miles Turner, for example. No, you wouldn't. So, let's go to... um, Let's take a look at centers. There were a couple young centers that could be pretty good options for him. Ah! Walt Olson! That's the guy from the draft. Ooh, he is bad. He is not good. He's 61. Tony get- Bradley. Uh, actually, this, let's do this for Aaron. Let's be nice. Let's try to sign him Tony Bradley, and then let's try to get him Walt Olsen on a two-way deal. I'm good with that. Two years for Tony Bradley? Yeah, I think that's fine. 
He hasn't really shown much yet. Oh, that that uh, Johnny Jefferson. That's the guy. Isn't that that was another guy we looked at in the draft? Yep. But uh, let's see if we can get him. If we can get him, Walt Olson on a two way deal. That wouldn't be bad. Because that's a deal I would do. How do you set it to a two way? Go to go to years and then go left. There we go. All right. Yeah, so we'll try to offer him a two way. So the thing to keep in mind in 2K, to sign two-way players, they need to be usually in the low 60s or lower. So if they're like 65 or higher, they generally will not accept a two-way deal. They want a real contract. So he can uh, pick up – we can try one more guy, right? Yes, we can. Interesting. I still got to pick my two-way guys too, so I'll, I'll do that next once you've once we've finished this. Uh, we could get him – so go to his player – go to his team. What does he need exactly? Like maybe a, he might need a third-string point guard. He's got uh, we got Tyus that we have the qualifying offer for, and we have Mayo. We should actually sign Tyus. Wow! So he so Tyus is needed. He needs a. Well, we're getting him a center, which is good because he needs that. Point guard. Point guard is probably the next option because he's got a decent small forward in Flanders to back up uh, Giannis. And obviously well, Giannis is He amazing. probably needs a small forward backup because Flanders is a sixty-two. Yeah, that's true. He's going to take some time to develop. So small forward and point guard. I think those are the two positions that we want to look at now after okay. we've, since we've already gone center. One guy that jumps off the page as far as... Hollis Jefferson? Yeah, I think that's who I was going to look at. So I think Hollis Jefferson would be a really good option. Let's... He is restricted, though. Keep that in mind. So you're going to have to... You're going to have to probably give him a player option. And then... 40? I think if you go to 40, you might have a shot at getting him. It's going to be a little tough, though. 40s... I mean, you're paying him a lot of money, but he's a decent player. And he's still relatively young, which is what we're going for in this scenario. All right, Point so, guard, I was going to say, if you can... Well, he's already made all his offers. Oh, because you can only make so many. Yeah. All right, that's fair. All right. So, wait. Uh, can you I... Have 15 players, Rob. No, but I need two-way guys. Okay. Two-way guys don't count towards your roster. And, and when you're when you're young, when you have a young squad, you want to make sure you get some decent two-way guys. How about Harvey Bradley? He's a 54 overall. That doesn't sound great. But again, that's the kind of guy that would actually count. So that's the player. That's the kind of player you are looking for when you're doing this. Uh, how about Storm and Norman, St- Stephen Norman? Some interesting names too, by the way. There might be someone now. Again, I can go over and look via the potential and see if there's anyone that's that's decent potential, but still low enough. How about Stacy Vincent? He was in this draft. There you go. So we'll give him one, and uh, might as well grab a second guy, too, if we can. Going by potential, scrolling down a bit. Hopefully there's someone that's got a decent potential that's at least uh, signable as a two-way deal. Because a lot of guys, again, will not look to sign with you unless they're probably at least a a 64 or lower. Anyone higher than that generally won't consider signing, which is part of the problem you run into with some of these two-way guys. Looking, going by potential has been a little tough because there's so many guys still available that have high potential that haven't signed with anyone. Yep. You got to kind of hold a, off. Yeah, and that's what makes it a little tough. Uh, this guy's not bad. Christian Macy or here we go. Jamal Knight. Small forward. He is a 65 overall. We'll see if he's willing to accept it. Well, there we go. So should we go to the next day? Yeah, let's do it. So on my team, no one has accepted the offers for the Tropics. Here, we'll have you run the show here, Kev. And we'll take a look and see. Uh, Looks what like he's Julius Randle's going to sign with Aaron, so which that's is good. good for him. Yep, that helps out him. Uh, we still have to uh, try to re-sign Tyus Jones. Yep, I think we can let renounce Wade Baldwin. I think we can renounce Wade Baldwin at this at this stage. We already have a couple other point yep. guards that we've signed. 
And you got uh, Kyle Korver. Perfect. That's exactly what we were looking, you were hoping that you'd get. So I don't have anyone else to go. So it's just if, if Aaron does. And Aaron. I mean, I still do too because I need to sign so like. Tyus Jones? Oh, yeah. We got to get Tyus Jones for Aaron. Might as well actually get him a, a solid offer. Going back, by the way, to the, we were talking about the suspensions. They say Ingram has been suspended for aggressively returning to and escalating the altercation and throwing a punch in the direction of Paul, confronting a game official in a hostile manner, and instigating the overall incident by shoving Rockets guard James Harden. That is all true. Jeez Those are Louise. straight facts. In fact, if you go all of that, he's pretty lucky to only get four games. Do we want four years for Tyus? Yeah, I think, I think you want to get four years if you can. Okay. I'm just going to sign him for 38 yeah, I, generally the market's not too overwhelming for Tyus, so I think he'd be fine there. Okay, so that puts Aaron at 11, guys. So he still needs m- two more. Well, we have a couple offers out to players that haven't signed yep, yet. Me too, but i got to still sign a couple more. He needs one more. We only signed him one two-way player, correct? Yes. So it could be a good idea to get Aaron a second two-way player. That's the one nice thing about 2K19 is they do have – they did add the additional – Two-way player. So last year you could just get the one. Now it's a little more realistic. You can sign two. Very similar to uh, what you'd actually get with, for example, the Wolves. The Wolves have Jared Terrell as one of their two-way players. And I'm drawing a blank on who the second one is. But Is it, is it C.J. Miles? No, not C.J. Miles. You're talking about C.J. Williams. C.J. Williams, He's sorry. not a two-way guy. We actually, I think he, well, maybe he is the two-way guy, I guess. He has been playing a bit, though, so good for him. But again, the G League season has not started yet, so those players would be with your squad to start the season. Luol Deng on a min deal. Is that for you? Yep. Why not? Yeah, All right. round out your roster. So I'm good with mine. Do we want to try to get Aaron one more two-way guy then? Well, we got to try to. We got two offers for Aaron, and this would put right. him at 12 or with 11, so we need two more guys for him in general. Oh, actual players? Yes. Mom, well, what about getting him some specialists? So uh, maybe, like, because you got Kyle Korver. What about a three-point specialist? Reggie Bullock, James Nunnally. Oh, let's get him James Nunnally. A current Timberwolves player. Two years and actually, James. statistically, you could consider him the number one shooter in the world currently. And then let's, let's get him, like, Luke, Richard, and Bamute for yeah. defense all around. That'd be good. I think that's a real good idea. We'll offer him two years as well. Yep, two years on the min is pretty all right. solid. All right, let's go to next day. So Aaron... Gets Hollis Jefferson as well, but that's it for right now. And Tony Bradley. And Tony Bradley. Yep. What about uh, what about your team? Miles Turner, Kelly Oubre, Danny Green, and Luol Deng. You got them all. Perfect. Ah, oh, no one wants to come to the lowly Vulcans. All right, here Even we go. Even two-way we are. guys. Mamute, ah, you bum. He with signed the with the Warriors. State Warriors. That's all right, right. So I have thirteen guys. So I think I need to sign one more because I think it makes you have fourteen. I think yeah, it's 14 or 15 minimum. Yep, that's correct. Uh, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to bring in uh, Yanni Jefferson for a year. While you're going through that, uh, one thing we'll touch on Rob, is... Rob, um, you're good. Aaron needs nowhere. two guys. Trey Young has looked really good so far. Uh, so the Hawks rookie delivers a historic performance. An unexpected defensive battle breaks out in Denver. And uh, there's, some, there's some good storylines here on NBA.com again. So... Trey Young is an interesting player. He has struggled a bit. He had struggled a bit like in, in summer league and in preseason. He had not been uh, amazing. But look at this stat line from last night, 35 points and 11 assists. So he's looked really, really good. The last rookie that had 35 and 10 minimum in a game was Steph Curry, who had 35 and 10 in uh, 2010. And then he also did it again, uh, 36 and 13 uh, in 2010 as well. 
So a couple of big games for him. If Trey Young can keep this up, he would definitely start to look more like the player you thought you were going to get out of college. Good things ahead for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Kevin Herter is another guy to watch for. I think uh, you're going to – people in Atlanta are going to be pretty pleased with this draft when all is said and done. All right. So Tyus Jones signed for Aaron, as did Walt Olson, to the two-way deal. Uh, so we are good on – so he just needs another point guard besides Tyus, and then they should be good. I made a couple offers to Derek Rose and uh, Nate Walters, the Minnesota product. Sure, why not? Uh, mine, I am I'm still waiting to hear back from Johnny Jefferson. And Jamal, Jamal Knight. Knight signed with you. I got my two-way. All right. All right. Oh. You lost it on Johnny Jefferson. Stavey Vincent, my other two-way guy. Well, I got to. All right. So I got to find. I got to go back at it for two-ways. I, I, I need a guy to sign here real quick. So give me a sec. Uh, looking for here's a notable youth. stat uh, warrior stat through three games the non-Steph Curry portion of the roster is a combined eight of 40 from three Oof. so you definitely want to see some changes uh, there's a funny video by the way on Bleacher Report you can see Gary Harris's reaction to Katie's tech uh, that he just got in the the game that they had yesterday against the Nuggets one thing that's kind of funny about the uh, Kevin Durant is I can't remember it's so often when he comes and plays in Minnesota when he goes to games he gets a technical foul. It's very. It's just like in a. It's like in the Adam Sandler movie. That's a technical foul. <laughs> like that's that's how I feel when Kevin Durant's here. He's constantly doing something stupid. He's constantly complaining. Uh, something always comes up. Yeah. So let's take a look at my squad here. I grabbed a center, and I was able to sign him as my second two-way player. So I'm all set. Everyone's good there. For Aaron, we did just sign Derrick Rose and James Nunnally, so we got him a couple uh, Timberwolves, which is pretty good. Something definitely to watch there. Um, how are you looking? So I signed a guy by the name of Luke Cornett. Uh, he's a seven-one center for my uh, my backup spot. So uh, looking at our rosters here, I think everybody's looking pretty happy. I got um, a good squad. I signed Miles Turner in the offseason. Um, so Miles Turner, Anthony Davis, uh, and then between OG Ananobi and Kelly Oubre Jr., I got Luka Doncic. And then Shea Gilgis Alexander is my starting point guard. With I like Hall. it. You got it right. That's so I, I think I got a pretty solid team. I'm pretty happy. Uh, Aaron's team. Uh, let's take a look. Tyus Jones is his starting point guard with Derek Rose and Fred Mayo coming off the bench. Eric Gordon, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Julius Randle, and his center is Mitchell Robinson. As a starting five. And for Rob, you want to go over your your starting five, Rob? Let's take a look. So we've got uh, Markel Fultz, Devin, Devin Booker. Man, some interesting interesting names in this roster. Justice Winslow's probably going to be the starter based on you know who we have. Lowry Marketing's going to be my power forward, and my center would be Mo Bamba. Although Thomas Bryant's in there. Uh-uh. I like it. I like my squad. I think I've got some pretty good players. So we are going to sim through to the Summer League, get through the rest of free agency. And Summer League time, we're going to fill out all the rosters automatically and sim all the way through this. Uh, Rob, any predictions out of the three of us? Who does the best? Hmm. As far as Summer League? Yeah. I like my chances. I got a good young team. All right. So, uh, Rob, you are the number one seed in the Summer League. Uh, I am the... I'm right below you. I think I'm the eight seed. And Aaron is 
at the bottom down here. So uh, two higher seeds and a lower seed as we sim through Summer League. First one eliminated is the Flint Tropics. Aaron Groshong loses to the Sacramento Kings. I was eliminated by Rob Hess and the Honolulu Vulcans. And Rob loses in the championship for Summer League to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But I made it to the championship. Hey, in Wolves fashion. That's yes. how two years ago uh, with Tyus Jones MVP, that's how we ended up losing. All-star this year is L.A. Cool, I guess. We're going to auto-generate rookies, and it's time for training camps. Uh, Rob, it is on your team, so we'll have you go first for training camps. You have one only. Who would you like to use it on? Untapped potential, I'm guessing? Yeah, let's go to untapped potential. Taking a look. Um, got a number of pretty good players. Scroll up a little bit. Who's... Um... Isn't Powell one of your... So Simon Powell, Livingston, and Woods were your three draft picks. Uh, so Powell... Uh, I think let's use it on Powell. I like that. He goes to a B+. Plus. Aaron's he's my, got he's my one building well. a superstar. Let's take a look at his guys. Fred Mayo. I think that's his best bet. Yeah, what about, uh, is there anyone else that's, like Robert Williams is good and young. Josh Okogie's good and young. Tyus Jones would be another good option. I think age-wise, though, Mayo's the best option, but that's just me. Scroll over to ages, because isn't he like 23? Uh, scroll over to the age to ages. He's uh, not as young as you think. Yeah, he's twenty three. He's twenty three. What about Tony Bradley? No, like I think I think Josh Okogie's a better option. He's a twenty one, uh, seventy five overall. I think Okogie could get pretty good in this game. All right, I'm game. All right, Josh Okogie it is, and my turn. I have one as well. One uh, of the downsides to letting the computer. Um, we all pick. had we all had a scouts though. Man, how does that work then? I don't that's, know. That doesn't make sense I'm to gonna me. I'm going to use it on Luke Cornett, my center. Oh, Save we had A scouts. That's why. Scout has nothing to do with untapped potential. With your training camp? Nope. That is all your trainer. Oh, it's your trainer. That's right. Yep. Yep. All right. So we are advancing to next season. Rob, do we have time to go through the sim for the year? Yeah. I think we definitely we can definitely do that. All right. So we will uh, we'll pick it back up. Uh, first game of note on the schedule, Rob and I open up the season against each other. I like that. And it is a home game for me in Virginia. So uh, traveling across four time zones, I think I pull off the win. But we'll pick up at the, uh, the All-Star game to do an in-season update to see how everything's going. So we are at the All-Star break. Uh, record update here. So I am 39-18. and 18. Aaron is 37-20. and 20. And Rob is 32-27. and 27. So we're all kind of right around the same a little bit. I need to bid a little better. But considering how bad I was last season, it's not too bad. And Rob's in the playoffs as the four seed right now in the West. Uh, the Timberwolves, 46-12. and 12. They did win the championship, if you recall. Yes, they did. Uh, I am the two seed at 39-18. and 18. Aaron is the three seed in the East at 37-20 and 20, behind the 46-12 and 12 76ers. Not too shabby. I'm all right with that. Yeah, we're looking pretty good. I would say we uh, we got some pretty good squads. We did play the very first game of the season was me versus Kevin. I did beat Kevin. It was pretty spectacularly awesome. It was a, it I was do a say good, so myself. Good back and forth game. I wasn't was. happy with the final result, but I was good back and forth game. 
So now we're we're going through the the rest of the season. Take a look and see how our teams do. We didn't really do anything at the trade deadline. We each uh, did. Aaron have a player make the All Star game. I had yeah, Devin so, Booker. You had Giannis. No, I had Anthony Davis. Oh, Aaron he had, had Giannis. Sorry, he had Giannis. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we had Aaron's team re-sign Giannis to a three-year, uh, ninety-eight million dollar extension. That was the most we could re-sign him for. Yep, so. it was three years. The money we could have signed him for more, but we wanted to keep it. We wanted more years, but it wouldn't give it to us. Uh, so going through, we're currently sitting on my team, who's. Uh, been a little up and down, but winning more than losing, which is nice. So sitting at forty-five and twenty-three. Take a uh, look. Uh, some let's take a look at mine a little bit. Yeah, we can definitely pop over. Rob is thirty-nine and thirty-two, as we hit the tail end of the season. We'll we'll keep Aaron a surprise. Yeah, just because he. I mean, he he was already sitting pretty good when we when we checked last. Yeah, him and I were were pretty comfortable in the Eastern Conference. Rob was up there in the West, but. Uh, it looked pretty close, so we're going to pop back over here. I've got a few losses in a row now. The second we switched over, I've lost every single game. Three, three wins in a, four wins in a row, followed by four losses in a row. This is ugly. What happened? There Must be an go. injury. Gets back in the win column over the Pelicans. Yep, beating the Rockets. The Rockets. Can I beat the Bucks? Yep, beat the Bucks. All right. Well, if we if we finish strong, that's okay. Be, oh, I wanted to beat the Suns. That's my the team I play for in my my career. Hey, we, we finished end the with season a, with a win. Yeah, we end the season with a win. So that's a uh, forty-five and thirty-seven. Looking at the superlatives, Russell Westbrook is your MVP. Alexander Red, no shock rookie of the year. He was that eighty-three overall. Yep. Willie Hernan Gomez is sixth man of the year for the Rockets. That's interesting. Kawhi Leonard, defensive player of the year. That's not surprising. Clay Thompson, most improved. It, it took a long time for him to get signed in free yeah, agency. He did. was out there for a long time. Coach of the year, Brett Brown. 64 and 18 for the 76ers. That's not bad. Let's see if anyone made the uh, first, second, or third team. Nobody on the first team. Giannis made second team. Oh, good for Aaron. Good for Aaron. And no one made third team. None of our guys made third team. Carl Towns, though. Shout out to the Timberwolves. All defensive first team. I'd be shocked if we had anyone on here. Maybe Mo Bamba, I guess, could be. Giannis. Anthony Davis. Ooh. Oh, duh. That Anthony Davis dislocated his right patella. Oh, dang. He's out so for the season. I am not winning the championship this year. Well, it'd be tough. I mean, maybe. You never know. It'd just be tough. Uh, All-rookie first wait, wait, team. Go back. Go back. Uh, I had someone on all-rookie second team. Maurice Scott. Maurice Scott. All he's, right. He's so, going to be a baller. Rob is the sixth seed in the playoffs. I am the three seed, and Aaron is the two seed in the Eastern Conference. So we're going to sim the first round and see how it goes. Come on, Rob. Oof, not looking good so far. 1-1. 2-1, 2-1. All right. 3-1. This could be good. Move on. Come on, Halu. Move on. Move on. Move on. Yes. You moved on too, right? I did, but Aaron got eliminated. Let's take a look at the box score. Take a look and see what, uh, what was Aaron's downfall. I'm very intrigued. Let's see. Uh, he put up 122 points. Hollis Jefferson looking pretty good. That was a nice signing we got him there. Yep. Eric Gordon had 16 points. Randall with 15. Wow, look at Julius Randall. 15 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Almost a triple-double. It's a great night. What who is he playing? There? So he's playing the Hawks. Who do the Hawks have that really solidified? Ah, Trey Young. Trey Young. 33, got Trey Young. and 11. Wow. Kyle Kuzma. And four steals. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma. This is quite the cast of characters, by the way. 
How did they win? That's a that's a bad team. Am I wrong? That's a bad team. Yeah, that's the that's the seven seed. Frank the Tank was like their fourth guy. <laughs> like that's not good. So that's who I get to play now, and that's you get to play the, the two we, seed. Can we Phoenix agree Suns. that's a bad loss? Yes, I agree. Man. All right. And then there were two. You better win this, even without Anthony Davis. Oh, I'm losing to Phoenix. This is not going well. 3-0. Am I getting swept? Yeah, I got swept. That was ugly. Who does Phoenix have? Nope. I lost too. I lost to Atlanta. Man, that's bad, man. I know you didn't have Anthony Davis. Phoenix has Carl Towns. Oh, that's right. And Lonzo. So I'm going to tell you this. A lot of times when we do simulations, fantasy draft-wise, Carl Towns ends up on the Suns. Happens a lot. Yeah. So they really have a, you know... They really, they're really jonesing for some towns. So for the first time in our simulation, all three of us made the playoffs in our first year. Ooh, Minnesota made it to the cat going against his old team. Wolves. Can they make cat it going back against to back, back to back, back oh. to back, back to back? Can the Timberwolves win two straight? Dynasty baby, Timberwolves in this by on the back of ninety-eight overall, James Harden. By the way. So, all right. Pretty cool. That's not bad at all. All right. So off-season time. I like this. That was pretty good. Are we going to go into the off-season? Or do we want to hold that out for next week? I think we hold it off till next week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Aaron's back. I'm good and, with that. And we can go from there. But I think this was, uh, this was pretty good. I, I think we all uh, got our teams uh, a lot better, I would say. I was able to beat Kevin, which is always a plus. So not too shabby. Again, uh, this has been our 2K all day slash uh, talkers segment for the week in our second half of this week's The Howl. Again, you've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are The Howl. Again, if you missed part of this episode, we will have a replay on Saturday. That's at 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Otherwise, uh, the normal time that we're on is 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesdays, Central Standard Time as well. So, I think a pretty good overall segment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I like this season. I mean, we've been having good success, and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Uh, it's, it's all done via 2K19, and we started expansions. We are going to be doing a, uh, the Howl Radio, um, basically the Howl Radio using our logo and stuff. So we're going to set up a, for people that want to play that. So once that's announced... We will definitely do that. Now, as the episode is ending, one thing we do need to do, Kevin, is we do need to pick our winner for uh, our first copy of 2K19 we're giving away. Yeah, let's do it. Who's uh, who's the lucky guy or gal this week, Rob? So logging on now uh, as we do to iTunes, we're going to take a look and see who is um, kind of up for discussion. We've got a few names on the list that have uh, you know put in the keyword – now, we did not have a keyword this week because we are uh, actually giving away. Yep. So that's, you know, that's, there's nothing so far this week. But we will be doing it uh, starting again next week. We'll be giving away uh, more chances. Okay. So uh, taking a look at who's available here. Look at the, the iTunes account and at the, the people that have qualified for this. And the winner is Simple on Twitter is the, is the name that comes up on iTunes. It says, Jimmy Butler trades on 2K19. You did a great job on explaining why some trades on 2K were realistic. So great job on that. Again, by Simple on Twitter, you are the winner of a copy of 2K19 for either Xbox One or PS4. Make sure you reach out to us on Twitter. So send us a DM. 
You can reach us at, at the Howl Radio. You could also reach me at the Sportsman. And where could you be found, Kevin? At KDraves42. Yep. So uh, simple on Twitter. Make sure you reach out to us, and we'll be able to get you that copy of uh, 2K19 for the system of your choice. Congratulations. All right. Now we do move on to a sort of breaking news at this point. So we're kind of adding an emergency section to this week's show. The newest report from Waj is that the Timberwolves have been contacted by the Rockets, and they are offering us a combination of four first-round picks and players. So you'd have to figure it's the four first-round picks and Eric Gordon plus something else to make the, the salaries match. So that is a pretty intriguing offer, if you ask me. Now, taking a, a deeper dive into this, I saw one person mention on Twitter it's nice that the it'd be nice if a Minnesota team could have a Herschel Walker esque trade uh, to make up for the fact that we did make the Herschel Walker trade. Uh, you know the the Vikings, and for anyone that's not aware, by the way, of, of what that was, definitely take a moment to look it up, and it definitely uh, set the Vikings franchise back a bit when they did that trade because it it did not pan out the way you'd hope. But if you're the Wolves and you're being offered four first round picks, albeit likely to be late first round picks, I mean I'm all in on that. Uh, four first-round picks plus Eric Gordon can jump in right away and help out, or he can play off the bench. However you want to use him. Now, I get it. Eric Gordon is a huge step down from Jimmy Butler, but at least it softens the blow a bit because he's going to be able to jump in and play basketball. He's a very good three-point shooter at a minimum, and that's definitely something the Wolves could use, especially given we've started to shoot a lot more threes as of recent. And I don't know if part of that is Tom Thibodeau feeling like he has a chance of losing his job. I'm not sure, but... There's definitely some areas uh, to watch for coming up. Now, I don't know for sure. I mean, there's no way to know if this is really an offer that's been on the table. Uh, Looking at some of the kind of your main Minnesota guys, both Doogie and John Krasinski, for example, they they seem a little wishy-washy as far as whether they think this actually happened. So uh, given that you're seeing some of the, the local media guys, the main guys, question it, you have to wonder where, where Wash's source is. Is his source the Rockets? Because you know it's not Minnesota because we're not leaking anything. Is it Jimmy Butler? It's just tough to say what the motive is here. If you think back to when the Jimmy Butler trade stuff went down just as far as the Timberwolves practice and where Jimmy Butler kind of had that big uh, you know, that big yell, yell fest, we'll call it, at uh, Scott Layden and players and things like that, it was all Jimmy Butler all day on Waj's feed, and none of it seemed like it was coming from Waj. It all seemed like Waj was basically a puppet for Jimmy Butler and his camp because he couldn't have, uh, you know, saying Jimmy Butler's praises more if he wanted to, which was really unfortunate because Waj is a guy that obviously in the industry is very well respected, and I don't think he did himself any favors when he put that out there. Uh, going over the specifics of this, so take a look at uh, some of this. So watch his story posting soon, which he has posted the, the story as of now. If you do not follow him, he's definitely worth a follow, obviously, being it's the NBA, and he's one of the biggest newsbreakers, but it's at Waj ESPN. So he says, story posting soon. The Houston Rockets are making a renewed bid to acquire Minnesota All-Star Jimmy Butler, including four future first-round pick draft picks in their most recent trade offer, league sources tell ESPN. Now, uh, just after this, we're going to get into last night's last night's Raptors game. So that's going to be a kind of a secondary part of this. Uh, This emergency pod is doing a review of that. But, but on top of that, uh, the other thing to keep in mind here, when, when it comes to this possible offer of a trade for Jimmy Butler, again, we talked about how you don't really know where this is coming from, but 
you watch last night's Raptors game, and there definitely was cause for concern. I watched Jimmy Butler. Something definitely seemed off about him, if you ask me. When he missed three free throws in a row, I definitely was concerned. Something about his game seemed off. You watch Carl Towns' game, he definitely seemed off a bit. And I think the sooner you can move on from Jimmy Butler, the better. I, I don't think you want to sit here and drag your feet on this. Again, part of the issue you run into there is that whole Thibs-Laden dynamic. There's obviously the reports that some people think Thibs doesn't really want to get rid of Jimmy Butler. And I guess in a way for good reason. And the reason that you think, you know, that kind of, you kind of say to yourself, well, he wants to keep him, obviously, because his job is in jeopardy. And I think realistically, I don't know that his job is in jeopardy currently. You listen to the Glenn Taylor interview recently, and he was uh, you know, very much praising Tom Thibodeau. Now, behind the scenes, I don't know what's going on there. But externally, I just don't think that uh, we're seeing anything that means Thib's job is in jeopardy. Now, after this season, I do think that changes. And if you miss the playoffs this year, and with everything going on with Jimmy, I do think there's a good chance that Thibodeau's gone. But I think for the time being, I think his job is safe. And I will say that I think both uh, Thibodeau and Layden are kind of tied at the hip. And so I don't think Layden is jumping at the chance to trade Jimmy Butler either. And so that is going to be something to, to watch for uh, in this little deal here as well. Taking a look at Waj's article here, uh, you know, they talk about how the reason that they're offering this trade, if, they're, if they are in fact offering it, of course, is that the Rockets are all in on Jimmy Butler and they feel like they – they really need him for that stretch run, whether it's taking on a team like the Jazz or when it's uh, taking on you know the top of the the top of the castle here, which would be the Golden State Warriors. So there's a lot of things to like about this deal for both teams. I think on top of that, the Rockets definitely want to be able to re-sign him in the off season, and this is the way they'd be able to do that. There's a lot of reasons to like this deal. Like I said, for both teams, uh, lottery protections on the picks in this proposed deal would be limited. Discussions on the players involved in the Minnesota-Houston talks remain fluid. League sources have told Adrian Wojnarowski. So I'm interested to see what the plan is here. Because if they are indeed offering four first-round picks, on the surface, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Which is why you have to wonder if it's true. You wonder, again, who the person is that's leaking this information. Because you know it's not coming from the Timberwolves camp. Is it coming from Jimmy's camp? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's leaking this, but like one person pointed out, Maybe this is Daryl Morey saying, look, if I leak this out there that we're offering these major packages, maybe it's enough to entice Glenn Taylor to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to relieve you of your duties here in this one, and I'm going to handle this myself because it's pretty clear we're being offered some major, you know, some major trade offers here, and we're not even looking at them because you know, Layden and Thibs are trying to protect their own interests and not trading Butler. I'm not saying that's for sure what's happening, but just given some of the rumors you hear, you have to wonder if that's the case. Bobby Marks, by the way, points out here, the seven-year rule allows a team to trade up to four picks between 2019 to 2025. The first has to alternate each year, so 19, 21, 23, and 25. Uh, the good news here is if we got a pick in 23, there's a chance that that's the, basically the double draft where you're getting both high school players and you're getting the college players that were forced to do one, uh, you know, one and done. Uh, in that draft. So that could be a really, really deep draft. That's something to consider when you're looking down the road at these picks. Uh, they mentioned uh, cannot have protection unless the pick does not roll over to the following season. Example, a protected top 14 and doesn't convey if Houston is in the lottery. So again, there's not going to be super restrictions on this. And it's one of those things where there's a good chance you'd get all four of the picks. So that is definitely something to consider going forward. I, for one, am all in on this. I definitely think there's some problems with Carl Towns. 
and I don't blame him. If some of the reports out there are true, what was going on behind the scenes, I can understand why he's having an issue playing with someone that is supposed to be, you know, a team is supposed to be like your family. Uh, Jimmy Butler should be like a brother to Carl Towns when they are teammates. In my own reports, that's just not the case. And if you're Carl Towns, you're sitting there, you're a 22-year-old. Let's not pretend he's some, you know, veteran that's that's been here and done that. This is a business, but, you know, for a 22-year-old, I don't know if, if I look back to when I was 22, things were different than they are now. You know, I'm definitely making smarter decisions. I'm definitely able to kind of see the bigger picture. So there's lots of things to think about in this deal. I, I personally hope that this is a deal that we see happen sooner than later. I had started to watch these Wolves games kind of thinking we haven't heard anything on the Jimmy Butler front. And I'm starting to wonder, you know, how long is he really going to be here? Is he going to be here till the trade deadline? Is he going to be here all season? I was really starting to question that. I do appreciate that we're getting some rumors out there. And time will tell if anything actually happens, but I, for one, am am very hopeful that a deal like this takes place. And uh, if a deal has not taken place by our next episode, we're definitely going to do some, probably some trade simulations around getting these four picks from the Houston Rockets. I'll tell you right now, 2K19 is not going to let this trade go through on its own. We're going to probably have to turn some stuff off because this would be such a big deal. And it, it, this is what it's going to take though, to get Jimmy Butler possibly. The other thing to think about is maybe this heats up the talks, pun intended, uh, with the heat. Maybe this causes uh, Eric Spolstra, maybe this causes Pat Riley to come back to the negotiating table and say, all right, all right, there's obviously some other teams involved here that are willing to add something. Let's find a way to make a deal work. Unfortunately, what you're running into, I think, with the heat is you're seeing a lot of these players we've heard in potential deals, whether it's Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, these guys are playing really well. On top of that, how about Hassan Whiteside? 22-14 22-14 and 14 the other night, you're definitely seeing a lot of the pieces in, in Miami playing really well. Now, granted, if you're the Wolves, you don't want them playing poorly and trading for these guys and saying, well, let's hope they turn it around. You'd like them to play, play well, obviously, when you get them. But the issue you run into is that it definitely increases their trade value, and it makes it more difficult to pry them away in a Jimmy Butler deal. So lots of things to consider going forward. Keep an eye out on the Howl Radio, so at the Howl Radio, where you can find us on Twitter for uh, hopefully some breaking news in the near future as far as a Butler trade is concerned. Hopefully Waj releases something. Hopefully one of the local guys releases something. Again, time will tell on that front. Specifics, uh, Albert Namad on Twitter. He points out the Rockets, even if they offer four first-round picks, would still be required to salary match for Jimmy Butler. The possible structures are likely fluid at this point. In any two-team deal, the Rockets would need to send back at least $16.3 million. So that's something you want to keep in mind when we're doing this deal. It doesn't work for just four first-round picks and oh, sorry, and, and, and Eric Gordon. There's more to it than that if this is going to be a deal that takes place. So something else to watch for. You know, a few options that we're looking at here. Darren Wolfson says, if the offer is real, there's a lot more to sort out. Lottery protections, what are they proposing on those 2023 and 2025 picks? Because that's far enough out where that's where you could start to see the value in the picks. So what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of things are they doing there? Uh, what cap filler are they proposing setting this way? So he, he makes a valid point that there's a lot more to sort out. And again, that's all contingent on if the offer is even real. So there is a lot to consider when it comes to this stuff. I don't think anything is, is set in stone when it comes to the Timberwolves and the Rockets. Earlier on, I wasn't sure the Rockets were really a, a true contender for a trade for Jimmy Butler. But if some of these things we're hearing are actually true, then there's a lot to like. There's definitely a lot to like. So, again, um, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the Howl, 
And this is uh, remember follow us on on Twitter at the Howl Radio. This is a a bit of a an addition to our already uh, you know lengthy show where we're we're throwing kind of an emergency uh, session in here to take a look at the news around the Rockets and the Timberwolves possible trade talks. Now we're going to move and shift into uh, something else. We're going to look at the game from last night. We have the Raptors and the Wolves uh, that took on a, a pretty interesting matchup in this one. I will say going in, my prediction and uh, and Kevin uh, felt the same way. We kind of all felt that this would be a loss. The Raptors are playing really, really good basketball. Kawhi Leonard looks absolutely fantastic. And, you know, looking at how this game played out, uh, nothing really surprised me as far as, as far as I was concerned, other than uh, a few a few names that jumped off the page for me, uh, starting with uh, Josh Okogie of the Wolves. Single game that Josh Okogie plays, I see more and more things that I like. Now, looking at some of the specifics, you know, four of fourteen, he does he has struggled to hit shots. But I'm not going to sit here and say he's taking bad shots. Most of the time, when he shoots, he's open, so they're good looks. He's just not able to knock it down as of yet. But I still absolutely love watching him play. You know, he does get his first career double double, ten points, eleven rebounds. He did also add in um, an, ass- an assist, which is nice to see. Also a block. So he's putting up statistics. As a rookie, all you can ask for is that a player keeps improving, and that's what we're seeing from him so far. He definitely has continued to improve. You know, looking at this game kind of in a microcosm, uh, one specific play you know, that comes up for me was towards the end of the game. I've, you know, a lot of people have been ripping Derrick Rose for his defense, and I think in some cases rightly so. There's definitely some things to, to dislike about Derrick Rose in his game. I think a lot of it comes down to the system as well. I do think in a better system, Derrick Rose could probably flourish a bit because, again, he's, it's not an effort thing with Derrick Rose, in my eyes anyways. I don't think it's an effort thing. I think it's a skill thing. I don't know that he's able to do certain things, and especially his size limits him in certain lineups we've used. But a really perfect example of this is from the game last night. Derrick Rose is in towards the end. And again, he should not have been in. Josh Okogie should have been in. No questions asked. And he's guarding Kawhi Leonard, which I'm sorry, but Derrick Rose has little to no chance of being able to stop Kawhi Leonard. And this was uh, an instance where Derrick Rose played as good a defense as he possibly could in that situation. And because of the height difference, because of Kawhi Leonard's athleticism, he was able to score fairly easily despite the, you know, arguably really good defense from Derrick Rose. Now, again, this goes back to Tom Thibodeau. He does make some very questionable coaching decisions, not some of the time, but a lot of the time. Now, there's things to like. Uh, you know, looking at the, the tier world specifically, We've started to shoot more threes. I really appreciate that. And, it, and it's, it's been pretty consistent that we're, we're definitely putting up more shots, more three-point shots. And that's huge because that, that at least shows that Thibs is at least a little bit starting to embrace the modern game. He's not, he's not all in yet. You know, we're sitting here at the pool and he's dipping his toe in. I'll take it. It's a step in the right direction given we're pretty sure that Tom Thibodeau's not going anywhere anytime soon. You know, the soonest you probably see him gone again would be end of the season. So if he's going to be here, we need him to make adjustments. Now, do I like uh, Rose playing instead of a Kogi at the end of this game? I don't. It's a huge mistake. But at the same time, I do appreciate that Josh Kogi is getting minutes. Now, again, there's a caveat there. Andrew Wiggins did not play. He is still dealing with that upper thigh contusion that he has. So there's a reason why Josh Kogi got minutes. There's a reason why Josh Kogi got the start. But if he keeps improving and he keeps showing that he belongs, which I think he's doing both of those things consistently, then it's going to result in him getting minutes. Uh, of that, I have no doubt. 
you know, one player that definitely struggled a bit in this game was Carl Towns. Uh, looking at some of the statistics here, uh, didn't even hit double digits for rebounds, 14 points, but five of 17 shooting. Again, I'm not going to blame Carl Towns here. Now, he's probably partially to blame. I do think there's some issues with him on the court when it comes to Jimmy Butler. And there's also some questions about usage. But sometimes you you kind of watch him, and I I do feel like he, he seems to pout a little bit. He complains to the officials a lot. And I'd like to see maybe that change just a bit. But overall, until you see a change in scheme until Jimmy Butler's gone. I don't think we're going to see Carl Towns thriving because this is not a system that's made for Carl Towns. Tom Thibodeau is coaching for Jimmy Butler, and, and that's pretty much apparent night in and night out. And no, last night was no different. Uh, 23 points for Jimmy Butler. Now, I do think something was off with him. When I'm watching that game, I, I felt like there was something wrong. I don't know if he was hurt. I don't know if he was sick. I have not seen any reports saying that, that was the case. But watching him play definitely seemed a little out of sorts. But statistically, still pretty good. 23 points. Uh, he was still a minus. 23 points, though. Five assists and uh, four rebounds. You know, he missed three straight free throws at one point in the game. Kind of towards the end of the game. And big free throws in a game that is, is pretty close. You know, the Wolves, to their credit, have been pretty close in all these games. At no point have I been watching a Wolves game and then said, like, oh, this one's over. I got close last night. I'm not going to lie. I got close last night in that Raptors game, but I was not there. But again, lots to like about the Wolves game last night. You're playing in Toronto. So, you know, let's not take away from that. You're playing away. You're missing Anthony or sorry. You're missing Andrew Wiggins. So there's definitely some things to watch for. This next game coming up against the Bucks is going to be really, really big. It's a home game. I think it's going to tell us a lot of uh, the headspace that the Wolves are in. Uh, another guy that you would probably like to see a little bit more from because he did play 20 minutes would be Tyus Jones. Uh, I feel like he's been very up and down. Now, I know Jimmy Butler's a huge fan of Tyus Jones, and I think that's part of the reason why he plays because Jimmy definitely has uh, Tom Thibodeau's ear more than anyone else on the team. But Tyus, if you're going to play, I, I need to see more from you. You know, 20 minutes, he was one of four shooting. He just had three assists and one rebound, although – you know, turnovers were not a big issue for us last night as far as uh, individual players are concerned. Nobody had, uh, you know, any that jumped off the page. Although, again, we talked about Towns having a down night. Four turnovers for Towns. So these are all things that you really want to watch for. I will say, though, uh, when it comes to Towns, let's not be all negative. Three blocks again last night. I think at times he's making a pretty solid effort on the defensive end. I just don't know that it's consistent. And if we're going to be successful this season, whether it's with Jimmy or without, Towns is going to have to take that next step defensively. And I, 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 have seen, I have seen signs that he's going in that direction, which is really cool. And hopefully that continues. You know, you had another um, uh, pretty good game from Jeff Teague, who I've been very impressed with early on this season. Uh, two of two from the three-point line. Lots to like there. Also was able to get nine assists. So, again, Jeff Teague has been really solid for my money. If, in, now, in the right deal, would I trade him? Of course. But I think he helps, again, like, like we talked about with like an Eric Gordon. If we get him in the trade... Having Jeff Teague here definitely uh, keeps our floor at least semi-high. And on a nightly basis, with a point guard like Jeff Teague, you're able to win games. Again, the biggest issue is always going to be who he plays with. And when you when you run sets where Jeff Teague plays with Rose, Jeff Teague plays with Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones plays with Derrick Rose, you're always going to have issues with that one And the, when you're playing those guys at the one and the two. So Jeff Teague would have to improve. And I don't know that you're going to get any improvements from Jeff Teague on the defensive end. I just I think he is what he is, and that's that's a, a minus defender. And I don't know that that's going to change anytime soon. Uh, taking a look over at the Raptors side of the ball, 
Kawhi Leonard is obviously the big name to watch here, and he did not disappoint. He had an incredible game, and he got pretty much everything he wanted. There wasn't much that the Wolves were able to you know, stop him from getting. 35 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. So, again, he really led the way for the Raptors. But you got some other pieces that were able to hit shots. Danny Green was hit, hit, you were able to hit a few three-pointers. You had uh, a couple other guys that were able to hit from deep. I really thought the Raptors played a pretty good game. And it, but, but to the Wolves' credit, every time I felt like the Raptors were going to pull away, the Wolves were able to hit a big shot, were able to do something uh, a big that made a difference. And when you have off nights from Carl Towns, I know he ha- had a decent night, but I definitely felt like something was off with Jimmy Butler. You're missing Andrew Wiggins. Uh, to make this as close to the game as they did throughout, I thought was pretty impressive. You know, they were down by uh, quite a bit at, at a few points. But overall, uh, I thought that the Wolves did a, a very solid job of sticking with this one and, and fighting until the end. We talked about how I think the rotations played a bit of a part at the end of this one where we, we had a shot. I thought we really had a shot. And if we had brought in Josh Kogi instead of Derrick Rose, I definitely think that makes a difference. But again, when you're on the road, it's one of those things where you almost need everything to go perfect. They talk about this in football. When you're on the road and you're forced with, let's say, a fourth and short and you're, you're pretty close and you could kick a field goal, they always say points are huge on the road. And that just tells you how incredibly important it is to play close to flawless basketball and the Wolves did not do that in this one. So there's definitely reasons why they lost. But for them to be able to put up the fight that they did, I would say overall, I was very impressed with the Wolves' effort in this one. Touching on the Raptors just a little more before we move on. Uh, one guy that every time I watch him play makes me a little sad is OG Ananobi. Not that he had some monster game, but he did have a couple threes. And he does play fantastic defense. And just looking back to the draft, uh, not this past one, but the one before that. And you're sitting there, and you could have had OG Ananobi, and instead Thibs takes Justin Patton. Now, that's not a shot at Justin Patton. We really don't know what he's going to be, and he can't stay healthy, and that's troublesome. But we know OG Ananobi looks fantastic. And if the Wolves had him right now, I would really like our future a lot more than as it stands. Taking a look at this one, we talk about a guy that uh, this isn't the playoffs, so you expect big things from him, and that's Kyle Lowry, and he did not disappoint. Take a look at this stat line here. He had 13 points, 10 assists, a lot to like about his game. He had a number of number of rebounds uh, going across the board. He had some steals. He really impacted the game in such a positive way that, uh, you know, if he can continue to do that, the sky's the limit for this Raptors team. Definitely going to be one of the best teams in the East, and they're definitely going to give the Celtics a run for their money. So, Definitely a lot of things to like from the Raptors in this one and and from the Wolves. I think there's positives both ways. So all in all, I think this was a, a pretty solid contest for the Wolves. And early on in the season, it kind of works as a kind of a measuring stick to see where the Wolves are at, uh, you know, when, when matched up against some of the elite teams here. Coming up, uh, we have the next game is going to be against the Bucks at home. What I will say about the, the Bucks game is I do, I do really expect big things from the Wolves. And I'm hoping that they're able to continue to pull that off. I think the Wolves do win this one. It's going to be close, but there's definitely a lot of things to watch storyline-wise. Now, my fantasy team does have Giannis, so I do, I do kind of hope he plays well. Malcolm Brogdon's on my fantasy team. If there's a way for those two to play well, but for the rest of the Bucks to play poorly and the Wolves to win, I am all for that. So that's definitely going to be something to watch for uh, coming up. Uh, that game is this Friday uh, at the Target Center. So... Uh, that should be an interesting matchup, to say the least. I think that uh, that about does it for this episode, then. Yeah, that does wrap it up. Thank you again for uh, for listening here on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. 
uh, for Rob and for Aaron, who is out again today. But hopefully he'll be joining us next week. Until next week, let me get a howl.